Hi, Emery. I love you, Daddy. I love you, too. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Daddy, yes. What? Do you listen to the podcast? Yes. When do you listen to it? When we get dressed. When you get dressed? Yes. Oh, who's on the podcast? Father Harry. Oh, that's good. What do you like about Advent? I like about God. You like about God? And Jesus. What do you like about God and Jesus? I love them both. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, say, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm sorry, Father, but you can't compete with that. I'm not even going to try. No, that, I... that was so good. <laughs> yes. Okay, but, uh, okay, so next week, uh, I will let her do the whole thing. She could do both she parts. She could do the <laughs> So I, that was pre-recorded while I was setting up, and then Emery's gone now. Well, she's still in the building, but we're in a, it's a close set. <laughs> she might walk in halfway through and take over my part. <laughs> she might, if you have a cookie, especially. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Good to be with you as we prepare for the fourth Sunday of Advent. And speaking of preparing, there's lots of preparations going on around here today. Yes, by the way, that is Michael Puppas, and my name is Emery. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But you can be an honorary uh, Puppas if you want to okay. be. Okay, uh, I'm Father Herb. It's good to be with you. Uh, yes, there's a lot of preparation going on in the building. We had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of presents delivered this weekend for the Giving Tree. I have a good photograph I took of it. It's almost unbelievable. You can't capture all all of the... Uh, it's like taking a picture of the Grand Canyon. You yeah. can't get the whole thing. This, I, <laughs> well, that could be a little hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Hyperbolize? Never. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I feel a little self-conscious though. I don't want to brag about, oh, look at what the, our church is doing. Look at all these gifts because it's not about us. It's about serving these families. So while it it is great, but it does make you feel very appreciative that people are taking it to heart. They're inspired. And, and to be honest, many people have the means to, to share in some way. Right. So um, in addition to all of them being brought in over the weekend, today our worker elves were sorting and getting them all put together according to household, and they're done already. They got What they thought was going to take about two days was so organized and had so many helpers. That's because Larry came in yesterday and did the, the pre-sorting. He was, yes, he was It's almost like when you do your laundry, you have to do pre-sorting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, your, you don't do that. So none of your gifts turn out pink? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that was, uh, that's been going on yesterday. Paul and I were up on 17 foot ladders, rigging hooks for new decorations going in the church. And you know what? I am glad I wasn't there to see you. We, we lived. Is that an insurance liability? If I fall off a ladder while I'm working, as long as your hands don't get hurt. (laughs) Actually, I thought about that. If, if I go down hanging up a wreath and I can't play Christmas mass, I'm going to be pretty, pretty upset. So that's going on. But it's a nice wreath. (laughs) It's very nice. And uh, in addition to that, the reason Emery was here today is because my wife, Claire, uh, is helping to get the decorations put together. We've got a bunch of people coming in Sunday night to help decorate the church for Christmas. And we have one day, actually one evening, because by Monday, everything should be done. The nativity set will be finalized during the day Monday. And by Tuesday, the 24th, we're on. We are celebrating Christmas. Uh, What's it called? Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Christmas Eve. I have uh, a couple of music rehearsals, and we're ready to go. Oh, you do rehearse? <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> does, it, does it show? <laughs> we, do, we rehearse every week. Hey, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. It's my turn. Okay. You know how do you have I, your daughter on the show today? No, no. Oh. You know how often I talk about 
uh, somebody listens out of state. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a new category. I found out this weekend from two different people, people who live here who listen while they're traveling out of state, and they ask if that qualifies. I, well, it depends on what state they're in. If it's one that we already have, we don't care. Well, New but, York New York was included, and, okay. and so was uh, Florida. Oh, okay. I think well, we've had both states, I but, think it's but, gonna but take, it's a new category. It's going to take a while to hit the whole lower 48. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody who uh, travels uh, to Cancun this uh, holiday to... <laughs> to invite you? To, no. Oh. Yeah, that'd be nice, but no, to tune in. <laughs> That's great. So lots of good things happening. Uh, fourth Sunday of Advent. We do not want to overlook that this weekend. Okay. Because it's important. The, let me give it a little preparation, okay? Okay. For, first Sunday, Advent, the future coming. Sure. You know, the end of the world, Jesus coming in, majesty, and great celebration. Yeah. The second and third Sundays of Advent, we talk about Jesus coming as an adult, beginning of his public ministry. Mm-hmm. And the main, main person featured in both of those was John the Baptist. Now... Finally, the fourth Sunday, we start talking about the birth of Jesus. The little bitty baby. Yes. But it's from Matthew's gospel, because this is the year of Matthew. Uh-huh. Therefore, Matthew's gospel, as opposed to Luke's gospel, has almost everything kind of through the eyes of Joseph. Luke's gospel, which we will read on Christmas, is uh, through the eyes of Mary. Okay. So this coming, this gospel passage I'm about to read is how Joseph found out about the birth of Jesus. Which is cool because we never really hear from Joseph. And by never really, I mean, we just don't. One, just once every three years. We don't hear from Joseph in the Gospels. <laughs> he doesn't get any lines. He, he's kind of quiet, but um, but this is pretty cool. May I read it? You may. Okay. Matthew this, chapter 1. Chapter 1. It is not verse 1, however. No, doesn't that do the whole genealogy? The genealogy, which is really cool. I read it at Mass this morning. Oh, good. Uh, this is Tuesday, so the Tuesday of the, the 17th. Uh-huh. But it's always starting December 17th, which is today. There are special readings each of the days, sort of a countdown to Christmas. By the way, before you read this, I have yes. to say, because you just said it's December 17th, this week is a big week in the Catholic yeah, Church. T- today is the birthday of Pope Francis. But not only is it the birthday, I think it's his 83rd birthday I read today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday the 18th, is your birthday. That's right, and I'm 84. No, <laughs> you don't look a day over 81. Okay. And then Thursday, the day this show comes out, on the 19th... Is Sister Anne Mary's birthday. It's the holy trifecta of Catholic okay, birthdays. Okay, and we're not going to give away Sister's age, although she, I, I do know. I, she's not a day over 85. No. <laughs> and the truth is, I am not even close to 85. No, you are not. But anyway, happy birthday to you. But thank you. And to the Pope. Okay. Yeah. And to Sister. And his sister. Okay, now you can read the gospel. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when... Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, namely, 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to start by talking about that quick uh, quotation uh, from the prophet. That's Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. That is in the first reading for this Sunday. So it's a, so we have a New Testament quotation, a quote from uh, the Old Testament uh, prophet Isaiah chapter 7. So we have, are reading, reading it twice, really. But that's cool. I mean, that's what I love about how the church links the readings together for given occasions yeah. that we can see the old and Testament. usually the even in ordinary time the first reading and the gospel often carry the same theme sure matthew's gospel is directed primarily to uh, a jewish hebrew congregation mm-hmm. who had become christian consequently over and over and over again it's a reminder that jesus is the fulfillment of the old testament Consequently, Matthew quotes from the Old Testament quite frequently, mm-hmm. more so than the others. Because his audience would have known. They would have known that, yes. They would have known the passages, and he quotes from them to them, and he also is trying to say, all those things you were waiting for, they are coming to pass. Which was probably very exciting for his yeah. audience. So let's start with the word Emmanuel. God is with us. God is with us. Now, that's not in the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah just says Emmanuel. Sure. But, see, that's in Hebrew. And in, in Greek, uh, he actually even translates it. Uh, Matthew translates it to say it means God is with us. But think about the words, God is with us. I had a moment last year. I was at uh, a metro park running, not from someone, for exercise. And uh, I was just, <laughs> what do you do when you're on a run? You reflect on the mystery of the incarnation. I was I was listening to... I think it was Matt Marr's album that came out last year that has that version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel on it that we do in other kind of Advent-type songs. Yes. And I was kind of just reflecting on this whole mystery of God becoming one of us out of a pure act of love. And it, when you really when you think about it at its purest state, it, it is very hard to wrap your mind around. Oh, it's, it's, it's so much bigger than... Just finding the story of finding Jesus in the uh, in the stable. I mean, that's that's beautiful, that's wonderful. The shepherds were invited to come, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't want to stop there. We want to look at the mystery behind it. Sure, that God was born into humanity. God became a man, mm-hmm. but God entered humanity. What does that mean? That humanity now holds God. So it really raises the question, we are called to be more than we think we're called to be. We're not just people who wake up one day, live, and then die. It's, it's, it's so much more than that. Sure. We are called to something divine. And uh, that it is mind-boggling. Next time I go running, I'll think about that. <laughs> Notice I haven't been running this month. I um, <laughs> That's why you had to say, the last time you had a thought was last year. <laughs> well, I just remember, I mean, I, I really vividly remember that moment because it was somewhat emotional to really reflect and to pray upon that, that, it, that it fact. Is. And something that we hear so with such regularity that we can sometimes take it for granted without truly comprehending what it means. And, and the fact that 
you know, especially talking about all the preparations around here, not only is a lot happening here in the building, then everything in our personal lives, trying to prepare for the holidays, it's very easy to get lost in all of it. Um, and I hope that when we come together as a community this Christmas to celebrate Mass, that we can really step back and take a moment to think about what we are celebrating, and that from that birth, we were given the gift of the Mass because of his humanity and because of his... his um, ministry and his his adult life and the last supper ultimately we were given the eucharist and we still celebrate we're linked to that every time we celebrate mass it's also impossible to separate jesus birth from jesus death right and even here in this passage when the angel in the dream says uh, you will name him jesus because he will save his people from their sins and it's, it's already saying that he's going to be a redeemer. He's going to be a savior. Mm. He's going to cause a difference in the world. Yeah. Uh, save us from our own sins. I don't know. Sometimes we even say, I need somebody to save me from myself. You know, uh, yeah. my, my, my bad impulses or whatever it might be. So sure. uh, save me from myself, but certainly save me from my sins. I think about, we're actually singing a song uh, this is not it. <laughs> I was looking up lyrics. You were trying to find it really. I was quickly. trying to find the the lyrics. Um, here it is. That was a different a different artist. But we're singing a song for Christmas that talks about you know this whole reason that we celebrate Christmas. Um, and the chorus of the song is: Sing all you people, the Lord Almighty reigns. Sing every creature of God. Come bless His name for He is good. For He is good. He was born to conquer the grave which is a word we talk about a lot but he saved us from the grave it doesn't have the word save okay but it's alluding to this whole idea that he's coming to set his people free well i remember hearing father michael jonkus you know the the priest who wrote on eagle's wings and a lot of other good music and he was saying once about christmas he said that even the the classic christmas carols the best ones also talk about both birth and death in the same song Hmm. We don't, I, sometimes we compartmentalize Jesus. So right now we're going to celebrate his birth. Yeah. And in a few months, then we're going to talk about his death. And then we're going to talk about his resurrection. Uh, and of course, there's the Last Supper in there too. So, sure. But it's like, no, we have to connect them all. Well, I think it, it, it also adds to the, it also adds to the pain Mary must have felt at the foot of the cross when you think about him as the innocent infant. You know, it's one thing to think about an adult being crucified but when you think about this is the same son that she held in her arms in that stable in bethlehem i think it puts a totally different spin on it as well i remember i don't think i ever met the woman but uh, mary no oh <laughs> I, I was remember a woman from cincinnati whose son was on death row mm-hmm. and we communicated quite consistently she was she was aging and she had a her support group of other women who would pray with her for her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both deceased now. The son was executed. I think she died, however, before his execution, if I get, if I can recall correctly. But her love never ended. Now, he was guilty. Uh, there's no question. He knew it, uh, as opposed to Jesus, who was not guilty. Sure. Uh, but he also was under the influence of drugs when he did the crimes. And when he was not under the influence, he was actually a pretty holy person, mm. it, which is just an amazing story in itself. But 
the point I'm trying to make is a mother's love. But can you imagine a woman seeing her own son executed? No. Uh, no, I mean, really. I, can't, I mean, we, yeah. we hear about, we read about the story, but you can't, you can't fathom what she must yeah. see or feel in that moment. And that, this woman, you know, she never stopped loving her son. She knew his guilt, mm. but she never stopped. Love is stronger than that. And that maybe that's the saving part. Mm. Love is stronger than our sins. God's love doesn't quit. Jesus doesn't say, I'll forgive you and you and you. Oops, not you. You know, that's too much for me. I found our Advent Reconciliation Service to be especially beautiful this year. Um, Just the the beauty of having not only our fifth and sixth grade students there that came with their parents, but, you know, other members of the community that came. And just a time to pray together and to celebrate, you know, that during the Advent season as we prepare for Christmas— we're also preparing our hearts, we're preparing our souls for, for turning over a new leaf in our lives, and that we're able to do that together as community is, is cool. And reconciliation itself, the sacrament, is a celebration. You know, when people say something like, well, can't God just forgive me? And I say, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but, but the truth is, it's not sacramental. And when we come to the sacrament, we're celebrating, not just receiving forgiveness, we're celebrating forgiveness. Yeah. And some things have to be celebrated, like Christmas. Let me go back to the gospel a little bit more here. Okay. Because this whole thing, I said it's through the eyes of, of Joseph mm-hmm. in Matthew's gospel. Can you imagine what he was going through? He was in love with this young woman who was probably as innocent as anybody he knew, a kindly person, a caring person, and he discovered she was pregnant. She was expecting. And what could he do? I mean, he must have been so confused. Like, it, I just don't get it. <laughs> and right. e- even after the dream, by the way, the, the motif of dreams trying to explain things is found a lot in Matthew's gospel, especially with Joseph. He has a series of dreams. Uh-huh. But how does somebody start to understand what is not comprehensible? It, I mean, they listen to the twenty three podcast. Is I don't, but do. but he can't yeah. understand. You can't understand it. No, I no. mean we take it. We're very glib about. Oh yeah, she was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and we have to say, yes, we believe. But can we explain? No. Right. But that's okay. There's a word for that. And faith. The, well, it's bigger than faith. It's a bigger word. What's the word? Mystery. Hmm. And. I wrote an article recently. In fact, I think it's being published this week through Catholic News Services. Um, I still write for them once in a while. And they asked me to write about this gospel reading. So this was about two months ago that I wrote it. Okay. And, and I said, he's coming face-to-face with mystery. What, what do you do except you embrace it? You don't try to understand it. You embrace it, and you trust. That's you, f- you trust all of all that's good inside you and all that's good in in your own faith life and in the uh, the other person. That's very hard to do in this culture because we can find anything we want whenever we want it just in a matter of seconds. We yes. can explain anything. And so to to say that something is a mystery well, I, th- to, I think, by the way, sometimes it's a cop-out. Sometimes people just say, oh, I can't explain it. That's mystery. Well, we can explain to a certain degree. We are a pretty intellectual religion. Correct. Yes, yeah, very much so. But that doesn't mean we can go- explain God away or God's plan. Sure. Well, I always, I think I've said this on the podcast before, 
you know, when people say, well, I just wish God would show that he was real. You know, if, if God's real, why doesn't he just show, show it? And I think to myself, well, he did. He came here. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he came as a, as a man into the world. And that was only 2000 years ago, which on the, the blip of humanity or the, the history of the world, that was yesterday. But it still wasn't good enough for some reason because we killed him. And look where we are now 2000 years later. Well, I think. I think a lot of people would accept that intellectually somewhere in the back of their brain. They'll say, oh, yeah, that happened. But it has no connection with the modern day world. Sure. It's like, that's good. Just like I believe, you know, uh, Columbus uh, came across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, that's true. Does it affect me? Well, in reality, if I stop to think about it, the answer is yes. Yeah. But it's just relegated to something that happened in 1492. Columbus, our, not Jesus, to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. And by the way, Columbus never came to the Midland. He never got to Columbus, Ohio. He never saw a Buckeyes football game. Nope. Or the marching band. Uh, he dotted the eye. The, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Uh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, we are uh, almost out of time, but I do. I wanted to ask you, what are you most looking forward to this Christmas season, either personally or here at the church? What's something that you're excited about this year? Well, I, I get excited about a lot. Sometimes it's it's challenging to keep myself calm because you, you worry about the crowds and people coming and not getting the best experience possible. Sure. Uh, but if I can get beyond that, then it is the experience. It's, it's the celebration together. Yeah. It's that somehow this has makes a difference in our lives. Let's enter into the mystery together this Christmas. Uh, We're going to take a couple of weeks off from the podcast just due to the the holidays, but we will be back uh, after January 5th. So just in time for the baptism of the Lord will be our next episode. But we're going to keep working. We're not going to take two weeks off. I'll see see you in church instead. (laughs) All right, everybody. We're praying for you. We can't wait to celebrate Christmas with you. We'll see you this weekend for the fourth Sunday of Advent. And then Merry Christmas, everybody. Take care.